Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today I get the opportunity to interview a new friend of mine, a person who's become a pretty good friend, someone I really respect and enjoy. It's just approach to ministry. It's kind of calm approach to life. And uh, I got to spend some time with he and a bunch of his friends recently on a trip that I took to Texas. His name is Jim Graff. He's written a book that you might be interested in called The Significant Church. And he leads something called Significant Church Network. And part of their ministry is is reaching smaller towns, smaller communities. And he's really opened my eyes up to small town America. So, Jim, welcome to the podcast. And just kind of introduce yourself and tell us what you're about. Well, thank you. It's such a joy to be with you today, Ralph. And we sure enjoyed you at our Significant Church Conference just I've talked to guys, and they're just so grateful for some of the gold you deposited about personal discipleship, and in particular, organic discipleship, and doing it in a way that's just so life-giving and easy. But a significant church was something that was born in my heart after I pastored in a smaller city for a number of years and thought that maybe I'd go to to a bigger place. And the Lord just started dealing with me about my small town roots. I was raised in a town called Saxonburg, Pennsylvania, with a thousand people in it. And my dad was a researcher for PPG Industries, but he loved small towns. He was a volunteer fire chief. He was very active with Little League and uh, just great at at doing things that made our community better. And and I just sensed that God was concerned about his church being that way. But along the way, you ended up pastoring in a small town, and then it looked like you were going to get promoted to the bigger place? Yeah, you know, I was a baseball player, and I hate to say this, but I felt like I was in the minor leagues trying to work my way up, you know. (laughs) And uh, so we came to a a city that's about 60,000 people, so it's not as small as a lot of, of small towns. And the church began to grow, and... Then after that, we got offered a church of 2,000 in Arlington, Texas, which is kind of like the mega church capital of the world up there in Dallas-Fort Worth. And we thought, oh, what a great opportunity, because I was a missionary before I was a pastor. And my dream was always just to have a strong church with a strong local and international missions budget. And so we really thought that's what we were going to do. And then the Lord kind of turn things in a little different direction for you? And it was a process, I understand. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was a process. I, when I got offered the church, I asked if I could just attend on a Wednesday night without anybody knowing me because I wanted to feel the just the heart of the congregation. And when I was sitting there, uh, I could just feel the Holy Spirit dealing with me that this wasn't the place God had for me. And uh, honestly, it didn't make me happy right off the bat. And, but I came back and pastored where I felt like I was, you know, where I was supposed to be. And then it was about a year later that I was driving through uh, Northeast Texas. And I started looking at these football stadiums in these small towns. And that's when I could feel the Holy Spirit start dealing with me that 
the mission that the Lord had for my life was to focus on how the church was doing in smaller places. And in your book, there's a little contrast between the, uh, the almost worship of football that goes on in, in small town Texas and those huge stadiums that are built there and then the, the church and, and what we're missing out on. Yeah, I mean, if you if you drive through Texas, multi-million dollar football stadiums with, with you know, turf and, and then, you know, specialized grasses and all kind of things. We take our, our football really serious. And we did a survey after God started dealing with us, and we found that the church is pretty stagnant in small towns. And so we were pretty, we were inspired to start building building churches and helping pastors uh, lead churches that, that people got more excited about than their local football team. Well, that's exciting. Good. And that's where we get the idea of a significant church. Yeah, a significant church is one making a difference in places where people really need a church to make a difference. You know, after I read your book, uh, and I want you to give us the numbers, uh, I've been talking about them. Actually, you've inspired me the last few podcasts. I've been talking about you and about the opportunities and needs in small towns or smaller towns in America. But uh, tell, tell us how many people are living in smaller communities in the United Yeah, if you use technically the definition of rural, it's a town under 2,500 people. And a lot of people, it blows their mind. When they hear that we have 60 million people in just the United States living in towns under 2,500 people. And if you were to, to rank them in the nations of the world, they would rank, oh, I think it's about 24th out of 235. So it would nearly be a top 10% nation all of its own. Uh, in our survey, we actually surveyed every county that was under 150,000 when we were getting started. And we found out that out of our 3,141 counties and parishes, 2,783 of them were under 150,000. And we began to call church secretaries to see how well the church was doing in those places. That's amazing. I I mean, the numbers are astounding. The mission field is sitting there right there in front of us. For so long, we've focused on megachurch planting in suburbs. And now the last couple of years, there's been a, a, a move toward the inner city. Although I think that somehow is maybe the middle class is returning to inner city people live in neighborhoods that are definitely small communities or like small towns, big city. But what you have discovered in, in rural places, I mean, if we go out to a town of 25,000 people, then the number just grows. And as I met your folks and, you know, I, I was really under a wrong impression when I came to Texas when I met you guys. After we even talked on the phone, I, I thought we're looking at small towns in Texas. But I met people from all over the country, actually someone from Mexico who's planted a whole bunch of churches. And it, it's a whole different thing than I even, I, I'd just like for you to, I don't know how to even say this, but just take a moment and imagine the suburban church that are listening to uh, maybe you know, probably not big mega churches, smaller, you know, churches a thousand. And what would you say to them about the mission? Yeah, well, I have to admit, you know, I have a church that they, they classify as a small mega church in Victoria. But some of my funnest days, Ralph, honestly, were when I pastored 500 people with a secretary, you know. And I was responsible for the weddings and the funerals and the, the recruiting of church leaders. And uh, I, and I enjoy, I love pastoring my church now as well. 
But what I love about Significant Church is that people realize that God needs churches of all sizes and God needs uh, people with all different leadership styles because it's really about helping people experience the kingdom that we share. And so there are churches that come to that conference that just amaze me how they get to the size that uh, they get to in the small place they're in. Uh, but even more, I'm, I'm just impressed by people who can saturate their their little space that they're in. When you're with them, that you sense the presence of God with them. And, and I think that if we were to really look at what America needs, uh, there are a lot of big-sized churches in in our country. But I think God wants us all to saturate our, our little spaces with Jesus more. And so I, I, that's, that's kind of my heart with Significant Church. I know Barn has done a study, and I think that, you know, 83% of believers are being discipled in churches under 500 people. So I think we have to, I really do think we have to rethink things a little bit uh, in the United States, and we just have to see the value of everybody. That's true. You know, even in terms of uh, church multiplication, 60% of all churches planted are planted by congregations of under 500 people, and 20% are planted by churches of under 200 people. So uh, there's a lot there. As as I hear wow. about what you just said about uh, contacting churches, interesting. I mean, that's pretty creative. I, but, you know, because if you're going to ask a pastor, you're going to hear one angle. If you talk to a church secretary, you're probably going to get more of a lowdown. But what I noticed when I was with you folks is uh, you're just kind of a born networker, and it, that seems to affect the culture of what's going on. I, I, I know you guys are aggressive about trying to help others. What are you doing? How? I mean, suppose I'm in a I'm in a suburban church, and you know I grew up where I lived in the suburbs. But I could ride my bicycle over the cows. And, you know, so, so we were on the edge of the suburbs. And so here I'm a pastor of a suburban church. I hear Jim Graff. I start to go, well, there's small towns around me. And maybe those churches need some help that I could give them. What, what would you be saying? I mean, how do you make contact with people? How do you invite them in? How do you not look like you're coming to run their business? Because I know you don't. Uh, just, just. Talk to us about that process that might stimulate someone else's love of good deeds. Yeah, well, honestly, I started out reaching out to small towns and had a lot of suburban pastors come and be a part of the network. And I think it's because within our own heart, we know we're called to be salt and we're called to be light. And our communities need us. And, and so my life's been made better by people who have given me very creative ways to open the heart of our community up. And that's what Significant Church is all about. It's about sharing best practices and ideas where we inspire each other to to do things that open the heart of the community up, that cause people to give church a different look, that cause our church people to be more of, of what their hearts have wanted to be, but maybe just didn't know how to be. And you get a bunch of creative people together, uh, then then things form. But but I would encourage a suburban pastor that you know, we all want to be our best, but it's it's such a joy to take on some of these small towns. And I've found Ralph, if I'm just honest, that this has helped me be more at my best because it just makes me realize it's not about uh how many people come, it's about how many we help. You know, and if I've 
done everything I can to help people every single day, then my heart feels really good about that. So are you, um, I mean, is there, is there a strategy? I, I overheard a conversation. You were talking to somebody else and they, they mentioned somebody in a small town someplace that could use some help. And very quickly, you know, you said you're going to reach out to this person in friendship. And I, and I think too often when we think the word strategy, we, we get into structures and, and kind of nutty stuff, actually. Uh, what I experienced when I was with you folks in, in the network is just so much love. So, so if you know there's a church, you know, seven miles away and you're struggling a little bit, how, how are you going to approach that pastor? Because it might be defensive. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I, I, I think that we just want to be people who open up our doors and help people mature in the grace that God's placed on their lives. You know, ironically, Ralph, we have two extension campuses from Victoria now, and both of them ended up uh, being situations where the pastor left and the church leaders who were left came to us, you know, and I guess in a way that could have been an indictment on us that, boy, I wish we could have gotten the pastor to open up his heart first, you know, and, and of course, there are a lot of reasons pastors aren't opening up their hearts, but I think God wants us to provide safe places for pastors to come and, and get in touch with what's going on on the inside of their heart. And, and it's interesting when you talk about uh, how people grow, we can always learn a lot from people that are in our region. But it's funny to me that the guy in Maine will be learning from some guy out in New Mexico, you know, and, and sometimes when the Holy Spirit orchestrates, it, it's better than when we organize it. That's really good. When I was with you folks, I was impressed by three things. I, I was I was shocked by uh, the breadth of, of reach. When you say Maine and Mexico, you're not. That's just not a, a metaphor. That's really true. You're reaching people all across the country. And you know what I thought was going to be a cluster of a bunch of small towns in Texas turns out to be a pretty big thing. And yet it wasn't a huge conference. Um, the the second thing that impressed me was the incredible uh, love that seems to be born of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I heard the word spirit more often than I hear in a lot of conferences. People get, I think we all get to the strategy and structure, and without the spirit, it's not going to happen. But there was this warmth and this love that was really good. But the third thing that, that really got to me, and, you know, I was there as a speaker, but there were a lot of other people talking, and nothing seemed talked down. It seemed like it was just a bunch of people who get together and share with each other and, and build on each other's lives. And that was most impressive. I've kind of craved that in my own life and, and, and not had that happen. If someone is listening to this, and you may say no, and that would be fine. We'll just edit it out of the conversation. If someone is listening to this and they're going, wow, I'd like to be part of something like significant. Is there a way that they would be able to contact you or someone else and, and you know, be on a list, be invited somehow? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure glad you felt that way because I, you know, I know it's the heart of the guys that are a part of it. And yeah, they can just go to our website, significantchurch.com, and let us know who they are. And one of us will just reach out and, and give them a call and get to know them. Or if they want to call me at Faith Family Church of Victoria, Texas, that that phone number is 361-573-2468 or, or 361-57-FAITH. Uh, if somebody wants to call us, we, we, we'd love to reach out to them. And 
I, I think that it's important. We receive refreshing from the Holy Spirit, right? But the Bible says we're to refresh each other too. And 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 I've found that I haven't been at it as long as you have, and I've been at it for 30 years. And I found it's really important to keep refreshing friends in my life. That's so good. So so good. So we're we're about to wrap this up, but you're a, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a pastor, you're somebody who's doing a lot to bless other pastors. What is the biggest opportunity right now in your life? What 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 keeps you awake at night, not worrying, but 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 you can't sleep because you're excited. You know, I, this is this is still ministry, and I, I just want to encourage everybody. First of all, I'm getting away with a lot of my friends to a just a beautiful place, and we're going hiking. So that's keeping me awake at night. I think that's that's a good thing. I'm gonna celebrate my 60th birthday and just get together with friends is something I'm looking forward to. But the other thing that keeps me up at night is what's going on in the Muslim world right now, and what's going on in uh, the Hindu world right now especially India. Uh, I serve on a team and the, the courage of believers in the Muslim world, particularly what is happening in Iran right now, is, is very, very inspiring. And uh, in India, there's a, a move politically now to cut off all outside funding. And we've been at work for uh, nearly 30 years in a state that has 10% of the unreached people groups in the world there. And we've had... Uh, a number of church planting movements. We've had church planting movements in five different unreached people groups. And now there are hundreds of churches there. But honestly, that's keeping me up at night. And and I just encourage any American pastor who's listening to you. I know you, you're very active in Japan, and 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 I'm sure you could really say some things to bless some people. But Jesus said to to dream locally and dream internationally and. There's just a lot of cool stuff that, that, that's going on internationally as well. In case anybody missed it, uh, this man is talking to us from a small town in Texas, and a church there is having a massive impact. And uh, we, we could actually do another podcast about the influence of, of Faith Family Church in India. But uh, you know, we've always encouraged pastors when we plant churches. As you go out the door, start to pray for the Lord to give you a pathway and we find that the Lord answers those prayers. And, and indeed, Jesus did call us to our next door neighborhood. You know, I, I'm not sure about this question. I asked someone a few hours ago and got a very interesting. You know, if the Holy Spirit were, were speaking to John today on Pat's, you know, let's just fantasize that the Apostle John is uh, still alive and, and the Holy Spirit is still working on the book of Revelation. We know what he said to the church. I've always take, kind of taken that from because... You know, we started out doing everything really well and did things really right, and we cooled off a little bit. We lost our first love. And, and we know what he said to the church in Thyatira, but what, what do you think he would say to the angel of the church of you? Wow, that's a big question right there. That's a big one. Uh, I can tell you what he's saying to me, you know, and I guess I'm a pastor and I'm in the United States. I just think God wants things to be very organic and relational right now. And I think that starts with our relationship with, with Jesus, that we need to carry the freshness of who he is in our preaching. You know, we preach Christ. We teach Christ, Paul said. And I think that the organic uh, side of that needs to be really, really clear to people right now. 
Good. And we were just talking about India. The truth is what Tamara and I do when, when we start a, a new project is we become friends with a team of seven to 10 pastors and their wives. And we sit and listen to their stories and we, uh, we pray for them when we go over there. And it's just amazing to me the holy the strategies the Holy Spirit has brought forth. We could sit and talk about the ways He's built His church. It just kind of amaze amaze us. And I don't ever want to lose that. And I know you don't ever want to lose that. We don't want to lose the the, the just the wonder and the joy of having a really good relationship with God and a really good relationship with the brothers and sisters in our world to cause God to His presence to be strong in our midst. That's great. Thank you so much, Jim. And to everybody that's listening to this, thanks for being part of it. And again, you can reach Jim. He gave you a phone number. Not too many people would do that. So uh, God bless. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.